0: to you
1: It's your boy Pistol Pete Welcome to Dog in the Yard Know what I'm saying I got my boy Dice with me Know what I'm saying Once again You know how we do it Know what I'm saying My co-host Know what I'm saying For those that don't know Dice Get used to him Know what I'm saying Official nigga from the Bronx Know what I'm saying And I'ma let him do the rest man That's how we give it up on this side What up Dice
0: What's going on my brother That's right man That's what we are gonna do We gonna be walking this yard And talking that talk man Letting you know the real man About how it is Behind these walls man Starting from beginning to the end you know, left hook, right hook.
1: That's how we do it. Yo, you know what's so crazy, Dice? That this shit, this shit made me feel like we talking from cell to cell. We can't, yeah, we, we, we yeah. you know, we can't even talk. We, you know, me, we no, no connection. No, we can't even be in the same room. Like I'm in the room by my motherfucking self right now, man. I'm kicking out my cameraman. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, yo, get the fuck out because I don't want nobody around this bitch. I'm, I'm paranoid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that Corona, that Corona got me paranoid. Nah, that's how it feels, man This thing is real, man This epidemic is real, man You know, for the people, man Out there, man I think that this is a joke,
0: man This thing is real, man You know, I want to send a shout out To the brother Mega, man That, you know He got He got um, Tested positive for that coronavirus, man You know what I'm saying, P? Yeah you know, that's, that's how you know it's real When it touches close to home Like real close, man Yeah, like yeah Like that you know and stuff Like, mm-hmm. you know Because I was a skeptic one, too I said at one point Like, nah, I don't think this thing is real so that brother Omega got it, man I was like, wow,
1: man That's crazy, man This thing is real, man Yeah, hell yeah
0: oh, I'm gonna tell you something Stay focused,
1: man My boy My boy He hit me He was like, yo, man My wifey's My wifey felt like she, She's like, yo She felt like There's an elephant on top of her I'm like, shit it, That's what he said, he said I can't have said. no elephant On top of me I ain't gonna lie, man said, Holy I crap old man. He said he felt like a old man This
0: is a dude that that Did a bit like us, man he Yeah dude, man. Nice yeah. and strong yeah, I, I seen him on Instagram with the mask on, you know, not even the regular mask. This dude had the oxygen mask and all that, man, like looking chopped up, man. I was like, wow, that thing is serious, man. Hey, you that's know what? That, yo, yo, Pete, that's something that he, that he passed Tang, yo. Know? He can't drink no Tang right
1: there. Yeah, he fucked. Tang can't help you on that. Tang, <laughs> hey, that out that of Tang ain't going to help you, man, with yeah, that man, one, that boy. So, you know, I'm going to tell you something, man. It's fucking sad You know what I'm saying Because You know I even had You know Like I had so much You know Great ideas You know And we will get to it You know what I'm saying And we got Some great episodes And shit going, You know That we gonna You know That we already have done You know what I'm saying you know, definitely but interview a bunch of yeah, so that. we definitely got you know a whole bunch of things done, but you know this ain't this ain't the way I wanted to be. I, w- I want my brother to be at the same room with me, you know what I'm saying? So we can catch that vibe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yo, this is the closest we can get to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> per, per the president,
0: man, we have to stay away from each other. You know what I'm
1: saying? You know what I'm saying? Mean, Unfortunately, you know we gotta you know. You know what
0: this reminds me of? You no, know, calm style yard. That motherfucker gotta walk away from each other. Because if they see you
1: too close to each other, you know, they snatch
0: you up and take
1: you in. Early. You know, yeah. Nah, this, so. shit, this shit is crazy as hell, man. This shit is like, you know, I see everybody complaining and all that. I'm going to tell you one thing. I do, I could do a thousand years in my house without coming oh, out, man. Listen, man, I love being <laughs> around my family, man. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, for those individuals that never did no time and never been away like where they could be in the house all day, You know, and stuff like that. And they feeling like they have the anxiety. Imagine prison. Imagine that a hundred times.
0: You know what they got to do? They got to lock themselves in the bathroom. See how long they'll last there. I mean, you know. You know what I'm saying? That's
1: a whole different look. I could just imagine all the people that can't do much. You know what I'm saying? All these motherfuckers. All these people in jail. You know what I'm saying? All these people that just went to jail. You know what I'm saying? Never been he to went jail. To the hospital. No, or, yeah, or in the hospital. Yeah, shit is crazy. Or not only that, a motherfucker that caught a body in the corner store that finally got arrested, never been to jail, he is feeling it right now, Dice. Yeah. He is stressed the fuck out because he's not out in the motherfucker, he's not watching TV, he's not out in his cell in the dorm. He's not out his cell for a little couple hours. He's in that cell 24 hours a day with three yeah. sandwiches.
0: You, you could imagine them brothers, man, that, that are in Attica and Clinton and Sings Sing and these Maxes behind the wall. Let me tell you something. I, I was I was locked up, you know, when that earthquake happened. I think it, it was like in 2000-something that earthquake happened. And, yo, it was crazy, man. You know, I felt so small, man. I was saying to myself, like, yo, this is crazy, man. Like, my whole life could end right here, man. You know, I, I'm in this cell, and this whole building could come down. And, and I, I said, damn, I don't want to die like this, man. Fuck no, man. You know what I'm, saying? I'm gonna it's, tell you, it's, it's, it's a, it's a horrible feeling, man, not being able to do it for yourself, man. Uh, you, right know you know what? You know I'm saying? You're in your house. You can come and cook. You could do. You know, you ain't, you ain't at the mercy of somebody coming and turning the key. And letting you out, you got your own keys. Listen, man. Let's talk about this interview that you did with this brother, man. that did thirty-one years, bro.
1: That individual' name is Roy. You know, he was a very you know unique brother. You know what I'm saying? Went went to jail, uh, educated himself, and kept going and going. You know what I'm saying? In, in in regards to all the negativity that you find within behind the walls of doing time. You know what I'm saying? And was managed to you know educate himself to the point where he got his stuff out of prison, you yeah,
0: know what i'm saying hey, listen let me let me tell you something <laughs> you know we it's it's not the way you start it's the way you finish absolutely I agree with that one million you, percent you understand it's not the way you start it's the way you finish mm-hmm. and he ain't changed the narrative of his life, man His brother went in there you know with a mentality of you know oh man you know damn, I wanted to get this money, and damn man, you know uh, I got to get this money mm-hmm. to where he, he started thinking I gotta get this education absolutely. I gotta get this education, and I, I gotta get myself home. And, and listen, man, the brother, you know, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote, and, and he, he, he made it out here. He had, he had like I think seventy-five years or thirty-something years. He had seventy-five years. Yeah, seventy-five years, man, to do. And yo, man, you know, to get get a pardon, man. You know what's that? You know what that means, man?
1: That's some serious stuff, there, man. You know. So hey, I'm gonna you tell know, you, son. His his interview was very interesting. Lord, I, that's a you know Out of, out of all the out of all the interviews That I have done You know This, this brother just like he, he, he was determined He was one of those guys That was like You know what I'm not gonna Go out to the yard And play handball all day You know what I'm saying I'm not gonna go And yeah. play basketball all day Or I'm not gonna go To the weight pal And go lift up weights And shit like that With pistol in them And all that And you know and Or oh, smoke weed Or oh, sniff dope And you know He yeah. decided that he wanted To go to school You know Get, get his education, go to college, you know what I'm saying? And He refused, he, he refused to lay down and die
0: in there, man, you know. Nah, he sure wait, did. Let me let me tell you something, Pete, man. In my 26 years, man, I did 26 years of, I'm going to be honest, bro, of yard, bro. Because I said, I see, it wasn't, it wasn't that I accepted, mm-hmm. you know, my bid and that I was defeated. I just was a real, like, how could you say, man? I was stubborn, man. I was, you 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 seen that movie Hurricane? Mm, I don't with, think when, so. The boxer dude that got locked up.
1: Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He for killing yeah. somebody. He was fighting in jail and all that. Yeah, and, and, and you know it's crazy man because I, I i had the same mentality kind of I was saying to myself well I didn't actually come to
0: jail so I'm not gonna do your programs I'm not gonna go in and, and and go to your schools I'm not doing that I'm going to I'm going to the yard I'm gonna extort." Like,
1: you was I'm rebelled like, you, you you rebelled against the system
0: yeah and and you know and I used to run into a lot of brothers like Roy and then they used to tell me like Nah, I used to look at him like, mm. damn, my man, you got seventy five years, man. What the hell is you going to school for? Who you gonna show these diplomas to? That's the mentality I had. But by the grace of God, look, man, you know I did. I did twenty six years, but look where I'm at. Yeah, I'm out here.
1: Absolutely, thank God for you know, that. I
0: had a plan for me, man. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely, and you still fighting? You know, yeah, and I regret not educating myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of these brothers, like he did. Mm-hmm. I regret that. You know.
0: I say to myself, wow, man, you know, imagine if I wouldn't win and got my bachelor's, my master's and everything, you know what I'm saying? Imagine.
1: But, right. But, you know, I, I couldn't see that far. Yeah. You know, it's just sometimes because th- that happened to me. You know, I went to jail. I didn't do the fucking crime. You know, I mean, a lot of people look at me and be like, oh, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? The truth is, I mean, I, I did a whole bunch of other crimes, but the crime yeah, that I was in jail yeah, for, yeah. you know, I ain't do it. So I was kind of, you know, rebelling against the system I'm and fighting the COs and, you know, going to the box and, you know, or getting keep lock and, you know, and turning that shit into 30 days to turn into 60 days and, you know, shit like that. And, you know, going to the, you know, and I I, trust me, you know, and we all know that I have my share of experience with all that, you know, uh negativity and, you know. But that's
0: to show you, that's to show you, right, one thing. Not to cut you off, man, but just to show people, mm-hmm. right, not to show you, but to show people that everybody that goes to jail, man, goes in there, right, one way, and then once they get in there, it's their choice, their choice, by choice, not, not by the corrections or not by their girl, not by their own choice. They, yes. they say, you know what? I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to change. Well, my, my, my biggest regret is that I didn't take advantage of, of you know, the education in there and, and mm. things of that nature. But, you know, like I said, you know, everybody do their bit totally different. Nobody does the same bit. You got people that go to church. You got people that gamble, you know. So, you know, I decided to just come and say, you know what, man, I'm going to just be over here the yard, you know, do whatever I got to do to get, you know, Legal assistance, you know, like like if I have to pay for a lawyer or an investigator, so I gotta come out here and extort somebody or do whatever. But you know, cause the same way he fought, he fought his way through education. Mm-hmm. I fought my way through the yard. You know, we, we were both in the same path, but we were doing it. We just did it in a different system. We just used a different system.
1: You did it the you hard. You did it the hard way. Yeah, that's he good. did it the hard way too. But he did it the educational way. He did. He used the system.
0: You gotta remember, when 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 I already had like twenty something years in, that I was going to my first parole board. At that time, before I was getting ready for my parole board, I was um, talking to this brother man about petitioning to get me put on death row. Right. I wasn't tired. I wasn't tired mentally. I wasn't tired physically. I was tired spiritually.
1: Yeah, you was you was you was ways you was already exhausted.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't that I gave up because, believe me, man, I had super fights in me. But it's just that it got to the point, man, to where I said to myself, like, wow, man, I'm going to die in here. Yeah. I'm going to die in prison. That's deep, man. So, you know, I said, let let me speed this thing up, man. Let let me not let my family suffer anymore or anything like that. You know, because I I wasn't the type that was a burden on my family. If anything, I used to send money to my family. Yeah. But it's, it's something to think about when I see these brothers like Roy and some of the brothers that you interviewed, man, you know, that, you know, the transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The transformation. Yeah, yeah, transformation, yeah. And I, and I say to myself, damn, what if I would have went to school? What if I would have went to college? You know, not not that it would have got me out faster, but who knows? Hey, know, you... What would have happened with me. But hey, it is what it is. Like I said, we just showing these kids out here, man, that you know, you don't need to go to jail to get a bachelor's. You don't need to go to jail, you
1: know, to change. You know, if you could do it from out here, do it, man. Don't wait for that key to turn. Nigga, don't and wait then, till you, you catch know. a beard in order to, to, to try to educate yourself and all that.
0: You know, then your creativity starts kicking in now, man. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of Fuck real, that. real, real smart brothers out here, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and brothers with a lot of ideas, man. You know,
1: don't let jail come in and Show you the path. Absolutely.
0: You know. Don't let
1: it go the route. Don't let it go the Pistol Pete, the Dice route. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Basically, you know me. what I'm saying?
0: This is my word. When I was locked up, I used to be hearing like, oh my God, yo, Pistol Pete, and he's doing this, and he's doing that, he's driving Lamborghinis. And I'm saying to myself, what the hell? I said, this dude was doing the same thing I was doing, running the yard. Mm-hmm. How the hell he's doing that shit? But you sure? when I came home, you showed me. You were like, listen, my brother, man. You know, regardless of what we did, like I like like I tell you before, let's not let our past define us, man. Absolutely. You know, let's, let's come and move
1: forward and it's not going to be easy. And hey, listen, man, we embrace everything that's good. That's you know what right. I'm saying? That's just right. the way I am. I embrace if, if you good, then you being embraced. bro. you know what I'm saying? All open doors. You know, if I'm living a certain way, that means we all live in a certain way.
0: That's one thing that that you know a lot of brothers should you look into, man. You know what you're doing, not too many brothers are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, not too many brothers are coming and saying, you know what, Dad, this, this is my childhood friend, man, They're like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. He just came off from doing 26 years. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna put him on. I'm gonna make sure that he stays on the right path. Absolutely. That's what you know, it's say, about. You know, yeah, yeah.
1: I'd be a sucker if I don't.
0: Brothers don't like
1: Yo, I'd be a know sucker. Know? I won't even be able to look at myself
0: don't like
1: sharing the, 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 their wealth. They don't like doing that. I mean, that's just the way the, that's just the way the world is designed. You always gonna have suckers, and you and you always gonna have real people. You do yeah, that, at the that, end of the day, man. Stay home, go to school, do the right thing. Don't don't wait till you go to jail. You know what I'm saying? To decide you want to get you know educated. It's never too late. Be
0: a basketball player. Nah.
1: It's never too late. You know, Bottom yeah, line, right. but don't have to go through that. In order to be successful, you know what I'm saying?
0: Define your creativity, man. And hey
1: man, I want to just take the time out to thank my guys up there, Jake and Ben, for doing an amazing job with this pen. This is that Dom CBD pen. These guys took their time doing this pen. It tastes great. they do them three different flavors, berry, mint, and mango. My favorite is berry, just to let you know, guys. You know, I know a lot of people out there dealing with pain, you know, dealing with anxiety the way I deal with anxiety. And I'm telling you guys, it works for me. If you want to place your order today, you're more than welcome. You just hit up domecbd.co, punch in the coat, dog in the yard, and you get your 15% off early. So for those people that's out there that's going through it right now and is stressed out in the house, that don't smoke marijuana, trust me, my brothers, this CBD pimp does it all, man. Place your order today, man. It's your boy Pistol Pete, dog in the yard. You already know With all that being said, today's guest is Roy, a.k.a. Jossie. He did 31 years in prison. His episode was amazing, and I know you guys, you know, definitely going to enjoy it. Being that it's it's, it's, it's a long episode, we're going to break this down to two. We're going to give y'all two for five, you know what I'm saying, so you could really be able to get the whole information out of it because it was exclusive, man, you know, with that being said. Nah, and
0: for those that that don't believe, you know, in clemency and stuff like that, came home in clemency. I, I never
1: met somebody that went home on clemency, so I was impressed. I was like, wow, man, you know, it does happen, you know? Hey, the brother got himself out of jail. There you go, man. We don't see those a lot, so with that being said, let's get right to it, man. You know what I mean, dogging to y'all. You know what I'm saying, we got Roy. Let's get right to it. What's happening, man? How long you been home, man, Ja?
2: Ah, oh, almost a year now.
1: Almost a year, after 31 long years. 31 years. Wow, when you went to jail, how old you was? When I went to
2: jail, I was 18 years old. Okay. Could you tell me a little bit of your background? Um, I was raised in Brooklyn, New York, star. Um, in a single-parent household, which is common for many of us, you know, that mm-hmm. grew up in the hood. Um, I grew up with a lot of support from my grandmother, um, swayed by the streets, you know. Uh, those were my peers. Those That was my guide. Uh, that's where I got my direction from. Um, I did get a chance to graduate high school just before I was incarcerated. Um, And as a result of me getting my daughter's mother pregnant, um, I decided to take a detour and stay away from college. And I wanted to actually start getting engaged in drugs. So what I did is I decided to go ahead and get in the hustle, save up some money, and then go off to college. And actually what happens is I end up being into the game and being a little bit over my head. A little bit more full time. Yeah, and how old you was? At that time, I was seventeen, going on eighteen. And um, what happened is, when you start to reach out and you're doing things like that, there are other things that come with it. You know, you're not just gonna go on the street and hustle. You know, you gotta be about the muscle. Right. You know, you got to have your artillery, you got to have your team, you got to get ready for the stick-up kids. You got, you know, so many different parameters, you know, that you actually got to yield to. And those are the things that my young mind wasn't prepared for and I didn't even anticipate. And then one thing led to another, and I ended up being incarcerated, and they tried to actually make me sit in there for 80 years of life. So what, so <clears throat> what year was this? Um, 1988, 87 into 88. Okay, eighty-seven. So, in eighty-seven, you you went to jail. No, eighty-seven. I actually got into the game. Okay, so go ahead. And it went over into eighty-eight okay. and nineteen eighty-eight. I landed in. You landed in. Okay, so where you went to jail? Where? Oh, uh, I went to jail. I was uh, arrested in Albany, New York, and from Albany, New York, um, the county we went to um, Elmira. And from Elmira to Clinton. Okay, so you was home. You was getting money in Albany.
1: Yeah. Correct? Right. So this is what you got your case at? Right. Okay. So you,
2: prior to that, you never really been arrested? No. Nah, I wasn't arrested or nothing. Actually, I started hustling in Brooklyn. Then it ended up upstate. But um, that was the first time I was actually arrested. Arrested. Okay. And that was what year, you saw? 1988. 1988. Okay, so you went to jail for what? Uh, when I went to jail, I was convicted for, of murder, um, robbery, burglary, weapons possession... Um and what they do is they you can get one or two counts for each charge you know which i'm pretty sure you're aware of you know but right. just to let the radio and the listeners out there of in the course, world know of course for those
1: people that don't know yeah. for the listeners in the you and the viewers just that's,
2: that's what this is about yeah. we want you to do. so go ahead so you can get two counts for each one you know based on what happens during the course of the crime so it ended up being like a ten ten point indictment you know what i mean and those are the basic elements of that indictment
1: okay so you went to trial yeah and you wound up getting how much? 80 years of life. 80 years of life. 80 years when of When you life blew trial. When I blew trial. So, what happened then? How, what was your emotions that you had? Kids at that time, family, moms? Like, what was going through your mind getting 80 years?
2: I, um, actually, I had two daughters at the time. Wow. Uh, one six months, one one years old. And, um... Mm. The impact, you know, you can't even find the words that actually put it in, you know what I mean? Because to get blazed so hard for the first time at such a young age and you're naive and immature and you can't really think and you can't even really measure the depth of the trouble that you got in, it's, it, it jolts the soul, you know, and it can kind of like put you in a place where you just feel like you're going to bug out. Like, you know, and I always said over the time, over the years during the bid that if It happened and I was a career criminal and that's what I do, then that's part of the game. You know what I mean? But when you young and you're not even, you slip. I mean, and don't, I'm not trying to even cop out because if right is right and wrong is wrong, you know the difference between right and wrong, but you don't know the depth of right and wrong. You know, it was a point in time when I had to come to terms and actually say, you, you hurt lives by selling drugs, you know? How many pregnant women with crack babies or, you know, how many families did you wreck? How many, you know, y- you so many different things that you have to think of that you don't think of at the time, right. you know, that you think of later on. And when you get slammed like that and you sitting in the courtroom and when they came back with a verdict of guilty, only a tear just ran down my eye and it was like,
1: Oh, yeah, like, how, at that moment, you was, like, you know, you, you, you're sick. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm never coming home. It's yeah, over. Yeah, it's over. So you was, you went through a depression. Like, what you went through, like, what was the emotions like?
2: Well, the when they read the guilty verdict, uh-huh. a tear ran down my eye. And, um, um, I mean, it was just, like, you couldn't find the words. You couldn't find the pain. You mm. couldn't find the anguish that was inside of your soul or my soul at that moment. And I was just trying to figure out how. Like, mm. how I'm going to do this, you right. know? And it, it got to a point where I didn't even want my family to come to the court. Not. And I was like, I know I made my bed. I got it, you know? And the family's like, no, we're coming, we're coming. we. And I'm like, nah, just leave it. Just, I got it, you know what I mean? I'll take it from here. So many different emer- emotions stirring that right. I couldn't even really put it into words. But I had to find a place, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had to get in that place where I can actually center myself. Because when it's all said and done... You gotta man up and do what you gotta do inside to survive. Right. And there's no room for tears and and softness and and heartache. You know. You man up. Right. And I found a place to do that. You went to jail. Your your, your kids was how, how old? Um. Uh, my oldest daughter was one, and my youngest daughter was six months.
1: And how was how that felt? I mean, besides that, 80 years you got like your yeah. daughters and all that emotion all put together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I definitely, I ruined their lives, you know, that's something I still um, battle with right now inside Mm -hmm. myself, watching them grow up from children, like little infants for that matter, all the way up to being women, and I missed that bus. You know, I mean, miss, I missed the plays. I I, I missed the PTA meetings. I missed the homework, the studying, the stay away from them boys. You know, the speeches, the lectures. I missed it all. You know, and I and I struck out on that, and that's something that I probably would never really get a chance to forgive myself for because I realized how important fatherhood really is, mm. and and that's a pain that I have to deal with. You know, and and along those lines too, I don't undercut the fact that they were victims in the case that I carry them with me all the time because right. they're missing their children grow up as well. I don't, you know, you know, dudes do crime and they do whatever and they just boo-hoo about what's going on with them. But what keeps me motivated and doing what I do to help other individuals is the fact that they were victims and all life is precious. And once I had come to those terms, I had turned my life around. So it's their children as well as my children that I actually grind for. Right, I, I
1: get it. So you, got, so you got sentenced
2: to 80 years. Yeah. And where you went off from there. All right. So I guess since it's sent this to eighty years, um, then they shot me to Elmira and from Elmira I went to Clinton. Okay. And then How long you was on Elmira? Um I stayed in Elmira only for reception purposes. Okay. At the so that's like maybe about ninety days, hundred twenty days or something. And then they you know, they send you to the max joints wherever right. you want to go. So um I ended up going to Clinton Danamora and I was off to the races then because that's when you just start doing the bid and you end up going. So to- how
1: you felt, you know, 80 years, you're in Clinton, you know, you're looking at the courts, right? you there, you're going to the yard, you're seeing a bunch of people and they, you know, segregated. Everybody to them, you know, blacks, whites, Spanish. I mean, wh- what was going through your mind?
2: Like, how would that, you know, what was the feeling like? It was like I was on another planet, mm. you know. I'll call home in April and I'm like, wow, it's snowing. And they on the phone like, it's not snowing here. And I'm like, hold up. I'm looking out the window. It's pouring down snow. And, I'm, and I was like, oh, man, I feel like I'm on another planet. And then I felt like I was in limbo, like I was in a whole nother uh, world that nobody could understand. Um, um, there was no room for slip ups. You know, there was no room for weakness. It was no room or you would get eaten. You know, and and you had the the abnormalities of prison life actually became a normality for me. and And I'm looking around, and I'm seeing the dudes dressed up with like girls running around with kool-Aid on their lips and 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 and, and Kool-Aid on the eyelids and, and trying to take Belts apart To make hair And I'm like What the hell is this You know And I'm seeing the dudes Dying y'all You know The first murder I saw In prison Was in Clinton Down And you come from the hood And you know Blood is shed But when you see it up close Like on some gladiator stuff Like on television It's a whole nother animal and this cat got punctured in his neck, man, and, and got his life stolen from him because he skipped the phone line. That was an instant wake-up call, call for me. And whenever I'm speaking to groups inside of the joint when I was building programs to change dudes' lives, I will always give them this. I said, some of you are playing with it. you know. Some of you are young. You think this is a rite of passage. I said, this is a horror story, and this is real. You can lose your life in the blink of an eye tomorrow over food. Word. You know, over the wrong word, Absolutely. over lean over somebody tr- tray. Like, this is real. And I give him that story because yeah. we to watch that dude come across the yard trying to get to the cops after somebody punching him his neck, told him, yo, let's squash the beef, let's smoke some weed, you know, let's go up here. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he go up there and got punctured and went to try to make it to the cops. And everybody watching with this blood pouring down his neck, down his chest, into his pants. And he's staggering. No shirt on. Wow. And then he just fell flat on his face. Boom. And that woke me up. That's when I knew I said, this is the beast. Yeah. You know, this is not the Allen Cotton. This is the beast right here. And I heard it before I got up there, but it woke me up.
1: Yeah. By seeing it, you know, yeah, it wasn't, it was different watching that. You was like, so that, so what, how long you was in
2: Clinton? All right. So I stayed in Clinton for about a year and a half. um, and because my, um, at a time, I was trying to get into college and stuff like that, so they actually had moved me down to Green Haven mm-hmm. after a year and a half. And I didn't have to stay up there too long. And then that's when I started going off into my academic thing and my little childish behavior and stuff that you always keep with you for a while while you're in there. Right. And to that thing kind of like fall off your shoulders and roll off your shoulders. And But for the most part, I ended up going from Clinton down to Green Haven. Okay, how long you was in, in Greenhaven? In Green Haven, I stayed long enough to start my associates and then I had went over on an educate at the time they were allowing educational transfer. so you can tell the counselor, yo send me here because I want to try to continue my education. So I went and asked them to send me to a, another school um, in Nat. Okay. And he transferred me from there to Nap, and I stayed in Nap, and I just started rolling from there. And then I was going to different facilities here and there, like that.
1: So, did you ever got in trouble? Did you ever got tried on throughout the time that you was incarcerated, or you just was in, in school and accomplishing, you know, trades and stuff?
2: Yeah, um, there's always a point in time in the bid when you actually gonna get tried. You know, that's just that. Could comes you with tell me territory. like what what happened? What like, was like. Uh, uh, you get dudes who might think that you're soft because you come through because I've always been a skinny dude so you come through skinny you ain't got no hair on your face or whatever you're looking young and you got dudes who are wolves that have been in there for like maybe 20 something 30 something years sometimes they try dudes and mm-hmm. I didn't get tr- I didn't get tried like that you know but when dudes got too close and I know they were old timers like that I was already school somebody put some candy on your bed, you gun them down. Don't Mm. wait, don't hesitate. So when they get too close or whatever, I would always like, yo, why you playing me? You know, nah, young blood, nah, young blood, nah. Just move away from you know. Outside of that, there were little you know scuffles. I had a couple fights, a couple weapon problems, uh, ending up in the box. Um, in the, on the box, meaning like for those that don't know what the box means and all that, what that what that means. The box is a special housing unit where they send uh, individuals who can't function appropriately in the prison population. Okay. Um, and what happens is whenever you run into um, a problem and you break the rules of the prison, mm-hmm. what they do is they will give you a misbehavior report and send you to what everybody commonly referred to as JustMo, which is a hearing Mm. to see if you're guilty of the charges or breaking certain rules. And if you're found guilty of breaking those rules, they'll either keep lock you to your cell or they'll send you to the box. Mm. And in the box, SHU Special Housing Unit, you can be sentenced from anywhere from 30 days to 15 years, depending on uh, the severity of the rules that you've broken. Okay. You know, so during the time of my staying. and while I was incarcerated, I probably ended up in the box maybe three times, somewhere around there. And during that interim, a while now, I had met an individual named Eddie Ellis, who was very uh, powerful inside of the community. And he got all the youth together and told us, yo, we got a problem, a social problem, and y'all still trying to kill each other and hurt each other. Mm. It's time for the Latinos and the Moranos and in white, no matter your religion or whatever, just come together and let's start correcting this thing that's incorrect. And the dude woke me up, man. He woke, I mean, he woke me up. started mm. having me read certain books, me and a lot of other the young guys I was clicking up with. And... That Just turned my whole life. He on. gave you a whole different perspective. Yeah, he's mean, but I mean, very intelligent. And just before he died in 2014 or 15, I think it was, he was trying to pull to get me out. You know, he was trying to get through the community, but he was getting old. He had cancer, the throat, because he ended up getting out, becoming. Oh, he finally got out. Yeah, the- oh, okay. Became a pillar in the community. He was a former Black Panther. He did 25 years for mm. a crime he didn't commit. Mm. Um, but he's an amazing human being, and um, he turned my life around. And I took the same paradigm that he gave to me as a youth, and I took that and I put that inside of the system and started educating other prisoners. And that's what actually got me sitting here before you now.
1: Yeah. So, how long before that happened that you was in? Like, you know, how long you was in prison already? Got 30, You did thirty one years. So, like, I know you've seen a lot and you've been through a lot. Yeah.
2: I would say maybe about almost eight to nine years after my entry, that's when I started really buckling down, saying Mm -hmm. that, yo, you know, you wildin', like, you got to do something, you know, something else, you're going to die in here, so after the wake-up call with him, and, I, and and me and meeting other uh, brothers like Zabar and and Kush and all of these dudes like that right. who was a part of that program and these dudes are on my back like yo youngster you know this is what it is like yeah. you gotta wake up like you know this you heard what Eddie said you know and and he had recruited uh, those guys who were infl- influential over the younger guys like us right. and after that I just decided that okay if I'm gonna die in here I'm gonna make sure that I leave a legacy behind where the lives of those babies come through because somebody didn't guide me, I'm going to make sure that I do something to guide them. Mm. And I dedicated my life to that. You know, okay. And I used the victims to inspire me to do that because I felt that I owed something to them and their families. And I also felt that I owed it to my family and society at large. Mm. You know, because I did something wrong. I violated some law. I broke the law, caused disorder, caused tears and heartache in families. So I said, I have to do something to offset this. Right. And that's when I was off onto my journey trying to actually help other lives. And mm-hmm. I dedicated the rest of my time during my bid doing that. Like what? what was what, what you was doing? Okay, so what I did first is said, okay, it was a lack of knowledge that allowed me to actually fall. Being a dumb-dumb or being ignorant is what led me here. So I said, I'm never going to let that happen again. Mm. I want to be aware. So I said, I'm going to start reading everything I could. I hated reading. I used to, I, I didn't never like to even pick up a book, but I decided at some point that I had to open a book and start, you know, putting a lot of wealth of knowledge inside my head. So I started educating myself. Then they took college out of the prison system. I felt insulted when they did that. That was something that my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, always wanted me to have. Right. And she I disappointed her because she was the only one that used to sit in the mornings telling me, Don't let your friends distract you. Don't let the girls distract you. Don't you you gotta make sure that you stay focused. I want you to be the first to go to college. First Mm. grand She used to always it was like a mantra, but I listened to the streets and to the friends. So I let so inside I said, I'ma carry her. Legacy and I'm gonna pull this off, so when they took college, I went to the library and I studied and read everything I could on how to get my college done because I didn't have a lot of money. I ain't have a team that was out here sending me money right and I said, all right, and then I had incorporated that knowledge, finished up my education got two master's degrees. I was the first in New York state to get a doctorate degree throughout the process of of you getting to college and but they took the college off, So what you did? So what I did is I actually had found out that there was a way that individuals can get college while they're inside for little or nothing. So they have different colleges set up and they show you that you can do independent examination or you can do life skills uh, and get college credits for those things. So what mm-hmm. I did is I took a combination package of it and all the knowledge that I discovered, put it together and I designed a program. So I designed a program for myself and mm-hmm. I got through it. Right. So all I needed docs to do was just actually supervise those particular exams to okay. proctor them. Mm-hmm. And if I passed, I would get the credit. But the key was you got to lock in the cell. And every textbook and subject that you get, you got, you're got on your own. You don't have a teacher. You don't have a study lab. You don't have a study partner. Got self. Yeah, and let me tell you. Yeah, I went to Yale University recently and spoke there because they trying to find out in my head exactly how did I correct individuals' lives in the criminal justice system mm. and changing lives. And they wanted me to actually bring it to them, and they offered me a job there, That the possibility of getting a job there, and told me to apply. That's good. So when I was teaching and they were filming me, I was telling them that you all, and I know this is the most prestigious univer- uh, university in the whole world. I said, but listen to what I'm telling you. There's no university like prison. When you got to sit inside of a prison cell where everybody is screaming and yelling on the gate and, you know, and turning up the mm-hmm. music and wilding out and you can't rest and you wrestling. Every subject that come your way and you solo in that cell and you the only one that can determine if you're going to fail or pass because there's no teacher to give you a break. You either right. know it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you fail and you lose your money. I said to be able to study under those conditions, I can't even put into the words Of how hard and difficult it was. But I was blessed. You know, God is good. And I was able to do it and I pulled it off. And once I got it, I didn't want to keep it. I said, Mm. I learned how to build a program. And then I incorporated the first college um, program in New York State prison system, first time ever. And I started putting gangsters through the program. What was the name of the program? The program was called um, Independent Study, Independent College Study for prisoners and I would incorporate it under different programs that I was running um, and I would bring guys through training like for example I was doing HIV uh, prevention education okay, and under there you need certain courses to actually get accredited um, apprenticeship uh, certification as an HIV counseling aid. But what the catch was is that you got to have one or two college courses in order to be able to get the certification. Mm. So I took my program, slid it up under there because I was the president and coordinator of the group. And I told them that I, f- I have a way to get the college courses. So mm. that means that we can get the certification for these dudes who want to change their mm. life. And that's what I did. So, and then I slowly started opening it up to a, a larger arena and i started incorporating more courses and more classes and then the superintendents was like how are you doing this and we're not helping you and we're not paying for it and how are you pulling this off and when i sat down and explained it it was like this is ingenious so they so, so they got on your side it was like
1: this guy's he's on to something good here we just want to just thank uh roy for coming through you know and know that this platform is here it's designed to do this you know so we could bring that information out there and um and just it was an honor having them on there, you know, and uh, thank you so much to Roy. Uh, with that being said, you know, anything you want to say, Dice?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, it, it had to be done because, you know, this brother has so much information that, you know, giving them just the first part would, would have been like something like cheating people out of this information. So it's good that we did that. And people got to tune in, man. And don't think that it's just one part. It's two parts to the story. So, you know, it's like juggling in there one for two.
1: So come and get it, man. Dog in the yard. Until next time, you already know.